Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Latasha Martin. And if you are, this is your first time watching me on live stream, I'll ask that you just stick around and share and invite people in to hear this message. Our title for today is called Margin for Mission. Now, you might be wondering, why is she giggling so? I'm giggling so because this is a retake. This is a rerun. This is the second time because I thought I was live. And I was not. So here we go again. So whoever is here, just tell us where you're calling, where you're calling, where you're watching from. And um, just say good morning to me because I'm trying to be more engaging when I'm on these lives. And the reason why is because if you want something that you haven't ever got, you got to do something that you haven't done. That's just something that just dropped in my mind. I know that is a quote from something, but I probably mangled it. But today's message is called Margin for Mission. And so let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. If you are on the podcast, I want to say thank you for continuing listen, continuing to listen because that audience is growing. If you're in the Connect, Collaborate, Create group, that means you're here on Facebook. And I want to say thank you. And if you're on YouTube or um, all these other places, I would ask that you make your way over to Connect, Collaborate, Create because in the collaborations, as as collaborators, we do so much more. So dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us together today, reminding us that you created us for your purpose to glorify you um, and that we should be mission driven and not driven by our own motivations, disappointments, or exciting things that are happening. And so Lord, we thank you. We love you. We give you the highest praise in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 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 So today's title is called <laughs> margin for mission. And I was laughing. Like I said, this is my second time around because I had said last week that I was going to start my lives at 7 a.m. And uh, in, a in a moment of transparency, I do want to tell you that each day it is like a, a battle of the, of the forces on, is she going live or is she not? And so God woke me up this morning and was like, yes, yes, you are. And here is the title. It's called Margin for Mission. And so what God was showing me this weekend, I had a great weekend. My oldest daughter came home from college to do a little reset because there's so much stuff that's so heavy on her campus right now. Um, so if you can continue to keep her in prayer. And then my other two kids were here. My son started a new job. And then I was just sitting there saying, OK, like, what are we doing? And so one of the things that I will share with people when I'm coaching with them, whether they are looking for a job or they want to lead their business or their organization well, is managing your life based on on certain priorities of your life. And for me, my priorities are God, my husband, my children and everything else. And so what I realized this weekend when I was frustrated and I've been like in this little place, this little flux for a couple of weeks now, and I realized I had moved away, like I had moved away from being missional and it was like I had no more margin. I had no more capacity for the things that I believe I'm being called to do both occupationally and ministry because I was moving away from the goal. And there's this whole theory when you talk about like flying planes, I'm not a pilot, nor do I try to play one on social media, but it's like this one idea of one degree of separation, how far it could take you off course if you do that too far. And so then I was thinking about, well, what happens and how do we wind up places? Because you might be sitting here right now in your life saying, how did I wind up here? Like seriously, how did I get here? I was so goal oriented and something shifted. And what was that thing that shifted that got me 
here? Like, why am I here? And if you find yourself asking that question, what I'd like to challenge you to think about are a couple of questions because the way that God brought it to me this morning was the first scripture, which I was laughing originally was not this one, but we're going to go here now is um, we have to remind ourselves, like, why did God create us? And so the first scripture that we're going to look at is Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. If you have your Bibles, you can go there quickly. But if not, you can just listen to the passage. And this is what it says. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I think I read this scripture last week or recently, I read this scripture, but it meant something different to me because if you're saying I spend time with you every day, God, as the beginning of my day to kind of get myself on gear and on track of where I need to go, but things seem to be going to the left, you may have to ask yourself or remind yourself that God didn't create you to fail. God didn't create you to be frustrated. God didn't create you for any of these things that could be taking you off of off your path of where it is that he's calling you to be. God didn't create you to be a person to just respond to everybody's beck and call. God created you to be missional. And the question is, do you really know your mission? Do you know his purpose for you? And his purpose for you may not look like what you expected it to look like, but there are these guiding principles that you should be going back to the priorities of your life in this season, because at different seasons, the same priorities might look different. Let me say that again. The same priorities in a different season of your life may look different. And so when you hear me talk about the guiding principles or priorities for me, our God, my husband, my children, and everything else, well, when I live my life this way, when I guide my way, my I guide and I go this way, then what God shows me is, is that no matter how frustrated you might be at this moment, Latasha, remember always this Jeremiah 29, 11, which is, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope for a future. And sometimes we need to hold on to that hope when we're going through these hills and valleys of life, because if not, we will lose the margin for our missional work being driven in other directions because we're waving back and forth, responding and reacting to everything that's happening in life instead of staying on course. Now, that may seem like a bit of a challenge to you because sometimes it is for me, especially when I really think about the core essence of what I do. So what I do occupationally, and then it happens for me naturally is, let me turn this banner off real quick so you can see who I am if this is the first time watching. What I do occupationally, and I do even naturally, because I think this is a gift that God gave me, is I help people get unstuck. I help people get unstuck by either working with the right people, creating the right processes, and then making sure that if they need technology, they select the right technology. But what happens when I'm a person who's created to help people get unstuck and to help people solve problems, every time someone brings a problem my way, I feel like I need to be the solution to the problem. I need to be the solution to the problem. Instead of realizing that God has shifted my responsibility from the doer to the delegator. 
for most of the things that people put in a request. And I need to be okay being a delegator instead of a doer. Now, what's the difference to delegate versus doing? Even when you know how to do, sometimes the best thing you can do is to delegate because you have the knowledge and the wisdom to know how to help that person either see the right people or connect to the right people or create the right process or to use the right technology because they don't know the questions that they need to ask. And so in the place of their not knowing what to ask, they may get frustrated or they might be, I don't know, feeling like they're not getting to their goals. But when you shift roles from the delegator to the doer, I'm just talking about me right now. Maybe the season for your life is the doer, not the delegator. But God is showing me these days that I'm the delegator and not the doer in most instances. And what happens is, is that because my natural tendency is to be the doer, versus the delegator, I get myself off mission. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's just saying yes to this and yes to that and yes to this and yes to that and yes to this and yes to that. And then being frustrated when I don't get my missional stuff done that I was created for his purpose because then what happens is, is I fall into this other conundrum, meaning that when I'm not missional, and I don't have margin or capacity anymore, I find myself not obeying the word. And there's two scriptures that I want to share with you. The first one is I find myself getting a little anxious or ahead of myself. And that contradicts God's word because in Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so that's what happens is that when I'm saying yes and I'm doing versus delegating, then I find myself getting anxious because I'm like the stuff that I need to get done. I'm no longer getting done, which then contradicts this other part of scripture, which is Philippians 3, 14. I can't press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, because I'm too busy doing instead of delegating the things that he's showing me to. I have been talking to you guys and this weekend, I really did hunker down. I wanted to hunker down on launching and announcing and starting to advertise the Get Naked With God Challenge. And when I tell you I got so frustrated on Saturday, I was spending hours and hours on it and I had to break away. And I was so thankful that my breakaway was taking a power walk and not eating a candy bar or I haven't had candy. You know what? Next month, it will be one year since I haven't had candy. Praise God. Um, <laughs> but what I realized is, is that I had to shift my focus. And as I was on that walk, I was really thinking about some stuff that God is showing me in alignment with me being more missional. And so I just put the work down for a moment. And I focused on just resetting, resetting by having a conversation with God. And I was walking and I was praising and I was thinking and I was getting my mind on missional things. But then what happened was the next day I crashed again because I went back into the door and I got frustrated and I got angry. And I was like, God, this is not even a place where I don't win. 
why am I not winning in this space? And I think what God showed me this morning is, is because Latasha, you keep forgetting the mission. Now, here's the thing. We talk often about scripture where it says, Habakkuk 2, 2, it says, write the vision, make it plain. And so many of us spend so much time planning and preparing and writing the vision that we don't go into communion and intimacy with God to say, God, how is it, what is it that you wanna do for me today? I was listening to a famous marketer who says this often and it's so true. He says, whatever you focus on, you will find. Whatever you focus on, you will find, whether it's good or bad. So if you focus on the fail, you're gonna find more failure. If you focus on the win, you're gonna get more wins. If you focus on kingdom things, then your mind will be missionally on kingdom things. But the question is, what's taking you away from your mission? So these were the things that God asked me to share with you today. A couple of questions I would encourage you to ask yourself. First of all, have you done, is it Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God so that you know what is his purpose for you? We know from the general sense that Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he has, he has, he has a plan for you and declare a plans for you to prosper and not to harm you, but missionally and like intentionally every day, what is his purpose for you? Do you know it? And then the second question that I have for you is that what do you focus on every day? Do you focus on the mission that he has for you? Or are you focusing on your own plans and your to-do list, which then can take you off mission? And then you'll find you don't have any margin for missional things. And so I'm here today to encourage you to say, go back to the basics. I know for myself, it's so interesting. I literally have a mission statement. I call it my affirmation, something that God gave me in 2014. And every time I focus on my affirmation that God gave me, then God takes care of all the other things. I have peace beyond all understanding and he does exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever imagine. When I'm focusing on that affirmation or the mission that God called me to. And so for me, I'm really clear, speak, teach, serve, and give. Speak, teach, serve, and give. And who am I speaking, teaching, serving, and giving? I'm doing that for people who are always doing stuff for other people, who don't have margin for their own stuff. But what I realize is that my role in that speak, teach, serve, and give doesn't mean that I have to do it all anymore. He's trying to move me into a place of delegating and visionary and strategic and saying, and who are the doers that need to be in the tribe to help move the mission forward? I was always, I giggle often because I say how much I, not that I enjoy the pandemic, but what I did realize is, is that the pandemic has actually put me into a place where I'm in my comfort zone of isolation. I don't know if anyone else has that as a thing that they enjoy. It put me in a comfort zone of isolation. I now could use the excuse, I don't have to go around people because of the pandemic. What God is showing me is, is that Latasha, that's not how the mission works for you. So Friday, the reason I wasn't live, just so that you guys know, is that I'm a part of a Christian 
leadership group and they meet at like 7 a.m. And it's usually once a month. And they have we haven't met since the pandemic. And this time the meeting was outside. So I was like, I can do that. Now I was in Buffalo, so it was cold. But I was like, I can do that. But I really had to like work my mind up to say like, this is missional. In order for me to do the things that God wants me to do, I literally have to, I have to do this in a different way. It takes people. It takes people. And that's hard because my comfort zone is I'm okay speaking in a virtual sense, but it takes people. He pressed me into, I needed to expand my team with different skill sets. And I was not even trying to hear that, to be honest. But then I can't do missional things because I don't have margin. I don't have capacity. So I want you to ask yourself today these questions. What is his purpose? Do you know it? Give me a number one. If you're watching this on the replay, hashtag replay, do you know his purpose? I mean, do you really know God's purpose for your life? Can you say it? Speak, teach, serve, and give. That's it. And then he showed me like who and how I'm supposed to do that. And I was reminded today, I need to read that affirmation. You need to read that thing that you wrote down and you said, okay, Habakkuk 2 2, write the vision, make it plain. Do you read it every day? Is it lined up to where your focus is every single day? Because if not, you cannot succeed and glorify God if you're not clear about his purpose for your life, lined up with how you fix your focus every day. If they don't align, how in the world do you expect to get success? Even with me going live, my comfort is not to say, like, share, invite a friend to connect, collaborate, create. My comfort is not saying, listen to the podcast, Power to Choose. But if I know that the formula is to say, like, share, and ask someone to come to connect, collaborate, create, and it never grows because my comfort is to just do what I do and not and keep doing it the way I know how to do it. Well, then that's not spreading the mission that he's calling me to. Because if nobody knows what you're doing and you're frustrated because nobody knows, that makes no sense. He's making it clear to me. Like, listen, he's making it so clear to me how to speak, teach, serve, and give. Give in a way. It don't even matter. Just keep giving, (laughs) keep speaking, keep teaching, keep serving. And every time I focus on that, because that's what he's called me to, then what God does is what God does, which is he provides the opportunities. I don't have to chase them. I don't have to chase them and call it marketing because I'm doing missional things. So if you're not getting the results in your life that you believe that you've been called to do, take that mirror out, take your phone out, spend some time with Jesus, looking at yourself, being real about your life. Do you know why Connect, Collaborate, Create was formed? We need collaborators because it helps people to hold each other accountable to what they say they're going to do. Because it's easy to say it and then just say it in silence and never act on it. It's real easy to do that. It's harder to do it when you have people 
holding you accountable to what you said you were going to do. It's harder to make excuses and say nobody's there for you if you've got a pool of people that you can tap into and say, hey, can you help me? Hey, I need some help. Which takes me to my next thing. I know I'm in all of these other groups right now, but for my collaborators, I need some testers. I need some testers for this get naked, all my automation. I need testers. And I don't need people who don't have capacity. I need people who could really help me see if this thing, this process works. So don't say yes if you don't have margin. I am okay with that. But you gotta ask. And you gotta keep asking until you get what you need. So I'm putting my first ask out like this. And then tomorrow, I'm gonna hunker down and I'm gonna go be around another group of people. Not unsafe though, let me be clear. If I'm around people, I'm social distancing. I keep my mask on no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable they are. And I don't stay too long. And I will only do these things outside right now. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? And then when the snow comes. But the bottom line is I can't get mad about not accomplishing my mission. Thank you, Idolin. I see you. Hey, Shannon, thank you for coming. I can't be mad about not accomplishing the missional things that God is calling me to if I don't do something different. I'm just going to sit here and be mad in isolation and frustrated. And that's not even one of the things. What did I say there? Speak, teach, serve, and give. Speak, teach, serve, and give. So what do I do every day when I say, God, give me this day, my daily bread? I look for opportunities to speak, teach, serve, and give. To whom? People who are always giving to others. How? Whenever the ways that God presents the opportunities. So if that means that I'm online for 5 million hours a day, then I just am. Get some hot water with some lemon and honey and call it a day. Because after this video, I'm going to scooch on over to teachers, tutors, and technology. And what am I going to do there? I'm going to speak, teach, serve, and give. And then later on today, I'm going to have some client meetings. And I'm going to ask myself, even though they're paying me, how do I speak? How do I teach? How do I serve? How do I give? Not for my own motivation and, and ambitions, but so that God is glorified. I was sharing with somebody the other day. It's so crazy to me that when you offer people to really give and serve and teach and speak life into them with no other agenda other than helping them to be the best version that God created them to be, people are skeptical. And that's weird. But then I had to check myself. I'm skeptical. When somebody legitimately says, I want to help you, Latasha, I go into a place of like, why would they want to help me? Anybody else do that? Why would they want to help me? How much money do they want? What is their agenda really? Is this another person trying to use me and abuse me and take advantage? How can I be standing in that position and in that that perspective when I think about God? Jesus went to the cross and that people who loved him the week before was doing him dirty. So who could take advantage of me more than people who put people who put Jesus on the cross? Nobody. 
And if Jesus says we will do greater things, then we can't keep getting offended. We can't keep getting distracted. We can't keep getting frustrated. We can't keep looking and saying, why them, not me? You got to press towards the mark that God has called you to unapologetically. And just keep moving and just keep going and just keep pressing. And when the devil throws something at you, expect it, say thank you and keep moving. When somebody talks about you, you say thank you and keep moving. If people are like, you're not doing stuff that makes sense, you're welcome. I'm going to keep moving because I got a mission and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And so for me, I got to go back to the basics. I, I, as, as I keep going into this book, I see you, Felicia, saying guilty. As I keep going into this book, Get Naked With God, preparing to launch it, it's almost as if God is slapping me with stuff that I already learned the lesson. But did I really? No, because I got so busy during this pandemic trying to be everything and everything to everybody. And moving off mission, asking God for discernment on how am I supposed to go into that situation? God, am I supposed to give it or am I supposed to pay, have them pay for it? God, don't let me get distracted. Stop, stop letting me be shot. Let me show y'all something. I'm a crack up as I say this. Okay. So most of you know that I did the get naked with God book. What most of you don't know is that I have a power planning system, right? So this power planning system is how I was accomplishing things over the pandemic. It's literally one thing each day. Like, what should you focus on today? And using this, y'all don't even know it exists. I was cracking up because I'm saying to myself, not as a sales pitch, I'm saying, if people don't know what you have, how the heck are they supposed to support your mission? If you are a person sitting on product and, and, and stuff, and you're saying, I can't figure out how to get it out into the world. You better go on ahead and, and join us whenever this Get Naked With God challenge starts. Because I'm telling you right now, even in the word, he says, hide it under a bushel. No, you know that little song? I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. And there's a difference between shining and thanking God and being glorified and being arrogant. Some of us are afraid to shine. I've been listening even to the Drake song. You know, you know, they know. Like people, listen, people are watching you walk this out. People are watching you. And whether you know it or not, somebody is talking about you. And you can't be worried about what they're talking about. You got to be worried about no matter what they say, am I still pressing on? No matter what they do, am I still pressing on? If don't nobody show up and I'm saying I'm doing it for you, God, am I still pressing on? Or are you focused on what you can see? I was, I've been saying this for the last few weeks. In the beginning of this pandemic, first we were in this stage of denial. It is and it isn't. Then it was like people coming together and glorifying God. And they were singing a song, Waymaker. They were singing the Leland version, even though it was initially written by Sinek. That's a whole story for itself. And I actually did a, 
a, a talk on it a couple months ago about Leland and Sinek. And the reality is, is that everybody was coming together and we were saying he's a way maker. Even when I can't see him, he's working. Even when I can't feel it, he's working. And then something shifted. Something shifted and my daughter even said to me over the weekend, she was like, mom, if we was gonna get the, the disease by now or get sick, we would have got it. I think that's what it is. People have become complacent. They've become complacent with thinking that we're over this. They're making up stories in their mind. I like that, Deborah. She says, we are the light of the world. We should be the light of the world. But we're focusing on things that don't, don't even matter. Don't even matter at all. And we're moving away from missional things. What is your mission? If you don't know, I hope that you are one of the first to sign up for the Get Naked With God Challenge because what it's showing me is, God, he already laid out what it was for me. I've been through this before. I've succeeded in this before. And now I'm sitting here back in a, in a wilderness, but I was already in a promised land. How crazy is that? She's saying, that's right, Deborah, press towards the, the mark of the high calling. But what is your high calling? Do you know it? Do you know it? Can you say it? Can you say it as clearly as I do? And I'm not saying that in arrogance. I'm saying it because before I made the intentional decision to give everything back to God occupationally, I had to get clear on what that mission was. And for me, it is speak, teach, serve, and give. If you can't say it that clear, then that's where you need to start with some baby steps. God, what is my mission? What is your purpose for my life? Give me a number one if you think you could articulate it and it shouldn't take all day. If you wanna be bold with it, put it in the comments. What is his purpose for your life? What are those things that he's called you to do? And here's the beauty about God, because you know what I also realized? There's a lot of crab apple mentality. If I'm doing it, then she's doing what I'm doing and I'm doing what you doing and you doing what I'm doing. Nah, dude, we could all, do, I'm saying dude, like my daughter, Monique, we're, we all could do, we could all be called to speak, teach, serve, and give. But you want to know the beauty of it? Who I'm called to do it for, you're not called to do it for. And who you're called to do it for, somebody else is not called to do it for. So wouldn't it be awesome if we came together, speak, teach, serving and giving and saying, well, who did God call you to do it for? Well, who did God call you to do it for? And here's some things that happen and what my learning lessons have been. What have your learning lessons been? What, what has he called you to do? There is room for everybody. People who are on those levels of really performing, they're not doing it alone. They've got teams and they've got partnerships so that everybody doesn't have to learn the same lesson. Hey, Tashiko, good morning. Everybody doesn't have to learn the same lesson. One of the things that I love, one of the things I love that Deborah, she says, lead, teach, serve, and blessings to other. That's what her purpose is. Anybody else know what your purposes are? what his purpose is for your life, put it in the comments. I'm gonna put that on the screen because I'm glad she responded. Lead, teach, serve, and blessings to other. And I know that's true. Why do I know? Because I'm working with her and her team right now. 
And you know how I got that opportunity? By being obedient, showing up every morning. This is probably going to be the longest live I ever did. And I don't care. Stay or leave. It doesn't even matter. If you want to stay, stay. If you don't, go ahead. It's okay. But this is serious stuff right now. We are missing it. We are working ourselves into like a early, like we're just running, 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 running. I used to be one of those people. If you're one of those people that when people call you and say, what do you do? And you have a whole host of everything. Now I had to be different. I had to say, okay, I'll speak, teach, serve, and give. I help people who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives or how do they lead well? How do you use technology? I'm not an expert on marriage. I don't even go there. I'm not an expert on parenting. I don't even go there. I'm not an expert on finances. I have a CPA. I'm not an expert on the law. I have an attorney. But where I can help is if you want to lead well, I can help you. If you want to figure out how to figure out your career, I can help you. Why? Because it's two of the same. Most people who are trying to lead well, that is their job. And technology is just good because it helps us to eliminate waste. See how clear that is? I can't be everything to everybody. Let's see what she wrote. Yes, she did. Latasha so true to her word. And so I, I, I just can't be in this place of confusion anymore. Because what it does is it messes you up. I want to leave you guys with this other book. I remember when I was bold working at this, uh, my last job, it was a, it's a global company and I still like Cindy not. And if you watched career chats last week, she was there, but one of the division presidents at the time, his name was James Taylor. And I loved him because he was the highest level executive that I had ever personally met who literally said, my priority is my faith. And then he said all the stuff on like a stage with like thousands of people. And so I got bold back then. And I'm still, I get get that boldness back because there's a special guest that I want to interview so bad. And I'm just going to intentionally try to speak that I want to speak to her. But anyways, in this book, this is what it talks about. It's called 220 Degrees, The Extra Degree. And what I, I think is really cool about this book, and I don't know if you've ever, if anyone's ever read this book, it says at 211 degrees, water is hot. At 212 degrees, it boils. When we talk about being missional, it could be one degree of you constantly chipping away in the wrong direction that's moving you from mission. One degree, one choice, one conversation. I was telling someone yesterday, I'm trying really hard. You know how you gossip, but you don't want to call it gossip because you say, I'm just saying what happened. <laughs> has, has anyone, am I the only person that does that? You, you say you're not gossiping, but if you really, and my daughter, my middle daughter had to correct me. She said, you gossiping anytime the person you're talking about is not there to defend their position if you're not saying good stuff. I was like, ooh, okay. And so I've been trying to tame my tongue and just be quiet when I'm talking about things. Unless like if I'm walking through something that's stressing me out and I want to process it out loud, I'll go to someone I can trust. But just idle chit chatter about stuff that don't have anything to do with me. And so I was saying like, I'm one conversation because the time it took for me to have that conversation, I could have been doing something productive connected to my mission. Ooh, that's an ouch for somebody. The time you're wasting talking about or spending energy on things that are away from your margin could be that one degree from taking you off course. 
wants that. And then you find yourself mad at the world because you're like, how come I don't have time to get my stuff done? I'm helping everybody. Then you're helping people and you don't even have the fruit of the spirit. You're not giving joy and patience and kindness. You're just mad about helping. And so I just sat there, said to myself, I said, God, every day is usually a battle for me to show up. And I said, but I can't, I got to change my mind because you called me to speak, teach, serve, and give. So even when you catch me offline and I fall into flesh, I'm asking for people to hold me accountable. See, this is why you need to have relationships. Hold me accountable. So if I come to you saying something crazy, but girl, what is that? Are you speaking, teaching, serving, and giving? And I could say, oh, no, sir, I'm not. No, ma'am, I'm not. I'm wasting time. I'm using up my margin on things that are not missional. I've gone way longer than my time. My poor podcast listeners are going to be like, what in the ham sandwich is she doing? And what I'm doing today is I'm not worrying about stuff I can't worry about. If it's too long, they could just stop listening. And I just need to be okay with that. But I'm going to disconnect here so I can go over to the teachers, tutors, and technology and encourage these moms and teachers and technology people on things that I believe God is trying to help me with with them as well. So I just want you to be encouraged today and recognize that you need to ask yourself, if I don't have time for my mission, maybe it's because my margin is being occupied by things that have nothing to do with God. And I have to remind myself that God wants me, he has plans for me to prosper, not to fail. Can't be anxious and I need to press towards the mark. Dear Lord, we thank you today for bringing us together once again, Lord. I pray that anyone who needed to hear this message to know why they need to be more missional, whether they don't have the confidence to write down what it is that you said to their hearts because it seems so unrealistic to them. I pray that they have the boldness to write it today. I pray that they will spend time in intimacy with you, Lord, to ask you to seek you first and say, God, this is how you created me. You had a plan for me before I was formed in my mother's womb. So what is it that you would have me to walk out? How is it that I need to fix my focus on things that are kingdom centered and not selfish or fleshly ambitions? Dear God, I pray that we stop looking at our circumstances and we start just having the joy of the Lord. Dear God, I pray that anyone who hears this message that's saying to themselves, I don't even know where to begin with this, that when you finally release me to open up this challenge for Get Naked with God, that they will enter into it not as a competition, but to hear you speak to their hearts, to make margin and time to be missional, to understand the guiding priorities in their lives right now for the season that they're in. Dear God, I pray that they will re be reminded that as soon as they declare it, the enemy hears it. So we just expect him to show up like a thief in the night to steal, kill and destroy. But we know that no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Dear God, we know that it is a spiritual warfare and you are working it out as we are walking it out. And so, God, I pray that anyone that hears it that does not know who you are and wants to accept Jesus into their lives so that they, too, can have the peace beyond all understanding and recognize that sometimes we don't know what to pray for. But if we will come to you, God, and do things that glorify you, that we will understand that we will be living our best life because it will glorify you and all that we do and all that we say and all that we are. And so we thank you in Jesus name. 
Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thank you all who have stayed around. And if you want to be a tester, please inbox me. Um, clearly, I'm just going to be asking people to help me test this technology for this Get Naked With God challenge so that we can get it launched. I think we need to get it launched because the enemy doesn't want me to. I think that's what's going on right there. Have a great day. Oh, the name of the book is called, oh, the other book is called it's a power planning system. So it really is a planning system. It really is to help you accomplish goals. That's all it is. So if you're a person that has a planning system that you use, but you're like, I'm not getting through my to-do list, it's intentional planning. It really is. And, and it's really helped me by saying you accomplish one goal a day. One goal a day will get you to these goals that you need to accomplish. Have a great day and God bless. Bye-bye.